how now now can you tell me how Asian Keanu Reeves is? You are listening to Totally Unprepared with Christian and Paul. You are listening to Totally Unprepared with Christian and Paul and Mark. For the first time, time, Mark. I know, here I am. I'm here. <laughs> so let's start over. You are listening to 8-Bit Ideas with the original 8-Bit Warriors. That's right. Mark and Pip. <laughs> that, that was a long time ago that we did that, Mark. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was amazing. So obviously nobody knows what I'm talking about except for just like the three of us. So I'm just going to skip right past it, but I just wanted to bookmark in time. Yeah. We've, we've made it full circle. We have, Yes. Yes. So um, why don't you just kick us off with a story that you were sharing with me? Uh, what you what you been up to lately? Uh, not much. I mean, uh, we've had a lot of family in town, uh, and uh, after family in town, we uh, got over trying to get over some sickness. So um, yeah, it's been kind of a uh, non-eventful August, I will say. But uh, something does come to mind, which I wanted to uh, get your guys' take on. Um, while everybody was here in town, we had a little. Battle of the Burgers, uh, we had to try uh, In-N-Out, Five Guys, and while we were in Vegas, we had the opportunity to try Shake Shack. Now, the consensus, there was no real consensus. Um, Wait, we what? A, we had a couple that, that was tried and true In-N-Out, stuck to it. Um, a couple of people said Shake Shack, for sure, and a couple of people said Five Guys. So, everybody was pretty much split. I, I don't know. Do you guys have a, a favorite? Do you guys have something you guys want to chime in about any of those? So I would I would say, first of all, thank you for doing your true patriotic American duty. That's right. And introducing your uh, Australian family to In-N-Out um, and Five Guys and Shake Shack, sure. I would say In-N-Out, uh, first and foremost, because you are in California as well. So you definitely had to do at least In-N-Out. My take on it is that if they didn't pick in and out then they just did it wrong, which is okay. <laughs> it's forgivable. It's fine. But that's, that's kind of my initial take on it. I will also say that, full disclosure, I have not had Shake Shack. So maybe I'm just doing life wrong. I have no idea. Uh, what about you, Paul? I will tell you right now, um, I was really impressed with Shake Shack. Now, okay, being from California, I will say – well, let me actually preface it with this. My name on Instagram, Pro Fat Kid, with a PH for fat, okay? My Instagram or my Twitter name is Pro Fat Kid with an F. I take a lot of pictures of food, and all three of these burgers have been adequately shot um, through, yeah, through my phone. Now, nice. Shake Shack was really impressed, but not so much with the burger. I was more impressed with, guess what? The shakes. The shakes were really good. Um, okay. Super thick, super malty. But the burger, um, I will put it behind uh, – the burger I got was okay. The first one I got was okay. The second one, I would have to say the there's one that had like a mushroom cap that was filled with cheese that was put on top of the burger. So as you bit into it, you got that nice mushroom and cheese blend. Very good. Sounds good, But yeah. aside from that, I wasn't – I mean I didn't go gaga over it. You know, It was like – it was good. Definitely, definitely a good burger, but you know nothing really beats In and Out for me. And with Five mm-hmm. Guys, 
Five Guys, it feels a little bit more East Coast. And every time I step into a Five Guys, I feel like, A, I'm cheating on In-N-Out. <laughs> Naturally. And, yeah, like I just feel funny. I'm like, I, like, I feel like if In-N-Out saw me there, they'd call me up or text me. Or, you know, if In-N-Out's friend, Wendy, called me up and or, you know, called In-N-Out and said, hey, uh, Paul's at Five Guys, I would feel uncomfortable with that. You know, so <laughs> I don't. Five Guys, there's only a few things that I really like about Five Guys. In and out, um, I have a very particular way I do the burger there. Um, extra spread, grilled onions whole, and then I also ask them to grill the chilies in. Uh, aside from my, that's the only way I get my In and Out burger now. So it's it's. Wait, wait, back just, up on the chilies. What do you mean? You know how they have those little banana pepper chilies? Yeah, you, you can, can get them, them. You can have them chop yeah, it up and yeah, put it in. That's fantastic. Oh. Yeah, and they, they will actually grill the burger with the chilies. So they're I not. I will have to try that sometime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're a little bit cooked. So, of those three, not the, you know, there's a lot of other burgers you could do in in California. You know, if, 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 if you're truly like LA, California, um, you have, uh, I mean, if you're just going franchise stuff, you got Tommy's, um, the, the new Hook Burger. Uh, Hook Burger just came out recently. Um, what else? Uh, umami. Everybody loves umami. Smash burger. It, Smash burger. I think their fries are phenomenal, but everything else is kind of okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to go. I think those three are pretty good. Um, five guy. Five guys. Not so much for California. It's that for me. Five guys is more East Coast. Yeah. Um, same with Shake Shack. Shake Shack's more East Coast. Um, but you know, holding up all three, they're they're. Um, you know, in and outs definitely uh, 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 like a leader first with a very distant second going to uh, Five Guys. Yeah, I think we're all in consensus here. I mean, I'd have to say, uh, yeah, for me, in and out for sure. I'd probably take Shake Shack as a, as a distant second and then uh, Five Guys as third. And uh, I mean, it we're just basic, basically basing it just on the burger. That Yeah, that was a question I had in my mind too. Is Was it the burger or are you talking about like as a food establishment as a whole, but yeah, for the burger. I'd okay, say just for the it. burger. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah, I think, uh, for me, I remember somebody who said like in and out was okay. And I was, and I said, have you done an animal style? And they're like, what? And then, and then you slapped them, right? Way, <laughs> five across the face. Yeah. No, <laughs> I did not. Um, they already got slapped with like the, you know, the dumbfoundedness across their face. They're, they, they, they realized they'd been, they'd been missing out. So, in and out is, is kind of notorious for that that mystique of that hidden menu, and um, and so I think that I think that for me I I do it I do it animal style, but everybody's got their own way of doing it. But kind of doing it straight up, if you get an okay response for that, it just means that you haven't found your particular match yet with the with the hidden menu. So and there's plenty of places on the internet where you can look that up as well. Agreed. So, Try the chilies yes. next time you're out here. I will. Know. I will try. I, damn, next time I am out there. That's so sad. Like, you, you guys have no idea. I, I wish. So I will have to try it again whenever I get back to the West Coast or West Coast-ish. There's one in Austin now, by the way. That's about the last time I had it, which is kind of weird that there's one in Austin. But I'm pretty desperate. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. So any place I could get an in and out then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. So, um, thanks for sharing, Mark. Welcome back. Yes, 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 yes. 
So uh, I think it's just in, it, this is just our little tradition now that we're going to start doing with our guests, just because it's so fun to do. Um, and I frankly haven't gotten tired of it yet. So we got to do a Mount Rushmore. Um, and I was thinking, I know, I know with you, Mark, I, I like to think about, you share a lot of links with me on the, in, uh, on the internet. So I thought it was going to be more topical, uh, newsworthy sorts of stuff, sort of random inklings, maybe your collection of, of best ones of those, or uh, we also share a lot of music things together. Um, I know you have like a particular interest in like girlfriended rock bands, which I've I also do, but just not to the extent that you do, so I usually defer to you on that sort of stuff. But today we're gonna just totally make a left turn and we're gonna we're gonna do martial arts movies not starring Bruce Lee. Which at first I was like, hmm, this should be you know, this this should be this is pretty hard to do because Bruce Lee is so iconic, obviously, in, in when it comes to martial arts movies. And then when I started doing a little bit of research there's there's a lot of stuff out there, so yeah, there is. Uh, I mean, if yeah. we're sticking if we're sticking primarily to the Hong Kong style, which I which I sounds like we're trying to aim for. So so no, we're not. No, I think we're 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 opening it up. Unless did I miscommunicate that? Because <laughs> then does that change your list? And like, would you like to go last now? No, no, no. Right. Okay, all right. Well, why don't you go? Why don't you go ahead and open it up and and. Uh, uh, I'd say go ahead and share the first one on your list, and we'll, we'll sort of round robin it. So okay. Uh, so you, then, I'm, then Paul. So go for it. Yeah. So I'm not putting it in any particular order. Okay. So, but uh, I have to start with I, I would have to say one of my favorite Hong Kong style martial arts non Bruce Lee films of all time, Wing Chun, starring Michelle Yeoh. Nice. And so, what is it that we should look out for in in Wing Chun? Uh, I would say a T. Classic Yuan Wuping choreography, fantastic. The story is, you know, it's it's a very uh, Hong Kong style story where it's a little a little out there, but uh, still can be sort of on a plausible style. And uh, yeah, I mean, just fantastic martial arts, fantastic weaponry, um, you know, and it's and it's it's starring Michelle Yeoh. I mean, you have a female lead, which is, you know, not. Not always uh, the case with martial arts movies. So for me, it's rarely the case. Yeah, martial rarely arts the movies, case. Actually. So for me, that's that's top of my list. Right. Tell tell me a little more about you, uh, Yuan Wuping. You're saying you got classic Yuan Wuping. Yeah, Yuan Wuping is a very well known martial arts uh, choreographer um, or coordinator. I guess stunt coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would know him from movies like uh, Crouching Tiger. Mm-hmm. He's done uh, what else? He's done. Um, he's done some um, Jackie Chan films. I think he did Drunken Master. Um, oh, okay. He did uh, Kill Bill, I believe. Wait, really? Yeah. So wow, did he do it? Just double okay. check that for you. He did, but, uh, yeah, I'm, now now I'm using the interwebs yeah, to go ahead and He's done Kill Bill. It. We got. Uh, yeah, he did Kill Matrix. Bill. Okay. Uh, so he's done. I mean, I you know his work. Well. Yeah, his, his. I mean, any anything that he's stunt coordinator on, or 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 fight coordinator on, you can expect lots of good action, lots of good martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, classic. Is that why you picked the? Is that why you picked the Wing Chun, like primarily, or is it for the Michelle Yeoh thing? 
I mean, I think it's just a combination of all that. Uh, I think just the top having a female lead is really the topic for me because there's not, there's rarely any. You know, she's the only real martial arts uh, movie star, movie actress that I could think mm-hmm. of that comes to mind when you think of um, lead actresses. Anyway, okay, yeah. What? No, Cynthia Rothrock. I was thinking about Cynthia Rothrock as well. That's the like, that's, that's the different era. Yeah, but yeah. That's like the, the uh, right. I was thinking well, of her, and then also, um, but there aren't that many. That, there aren't that many. Definitely, I agree with you there. I, I was gonna say. I mean, I think when I was thinking of movies for this, um, I when I was looking at my list, I thought it was a little bit more contemporary. I mean, you say greatest all time. Um, I don't know. I think I was looking at the movies not only for the martial arts. But then also for the cinematography. I mean, being a photographer, I really do appreciate you know um, stuff that's exposed right, where you're using the colors, where the compo- the composition's right. But you know, I think the martial arts is highlighted much better when the composition is better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah. So what would what would your uh, what would your first take on this? Your first stab at because this is a pretty daunting list here. So. For me, actually, uh, and Mark had mentioned this, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is actually one of my favorite martial arts movies. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like I said, it's a it's a newer movie, um, but the the storyline, the plot, like I said, there's a lot of uh, the the cinematography is great. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, it's, beautiful. Yeah, the, the the movie is just beautiful to watch. I mean, the scene, like the the scenes, um, the the sets, it's all it's all gorgeous, and you know, I think the the fact that it was a martial arts movie on top of that. Um, made it one of my favorite movies to watch. I mean, and, you know, and I would even contend to say the lead role in that. I mean, it, it does contain Michelle Yeoh, yeah. but that, newcom- that newcomer I thought was the lead. Zhang Zhi. Uh, yeah. yeah, Zhang. Is it Zhang? I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and, you know, I, I might get poo pooed for it, but hey, like I said, it's my fucking Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, that was also on mine as well. And, and I think my list also kind of had a bit of a, a contemporary. And for me, that was my pick for capturing all of the martial arts movies that were of the sort of wire foo variety, is what I like to call them. So you have like the crazy, not just the martial arts action itself, but just the very artistically styled in, in some of the elaborate jumps and crazy almost like superhero action like uh moves that are done that cannot actually be physically done because of limitations of things like oh i don't know gravity that they decide yeah we don't really need to follow these rules for um and and so at first i didn't think i was gonna like that uh, or i didn't think I w- there was gonna be an appeal for it for me just because I, I thought I would be more more tied to the just the straight action aspect or like you you know I, I guess my suspension of disbelief I, I didn't think I would be able to get over that so I'd just be like you can't do that and then that's it but uh, no it was very well done I can't I'm gonna look that up now is that an, like an Ang Lee film I can't remember uh, Crouching Tiger yes is an Ang Lee yeah film. which is kind of another one where that kind of threw me for a loop because I did not see him like for me he's kind of like an artsy fart director so like yeah, he does a lot of dramas of, too yeah exactly so he does a lot of drama so I, I didn't see him doing you know an action film I mean you might as well just say like yeah you know Michael Bay doing like a romantic comedy and what 
you know uh, that wouldn't make any sense to me but maybe that maybe he could pull it off maybe he can't he just he's just never explored that area so much because so because ang lee he's also Joy luck club yeah but i guess he's got mad range because he's also like broke back mountain right yes broke yeah. back mountain whoa yeah so that's what yeah. i'm saying like what <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, uh, and then I was looking here, Life of Pi, but for some reason I'm like, yeah, dude, same guy that did Brokeback Mountain did Crouching Tiger, <laughs> Hidden Dragon. Um, Maybe, and, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a good play on words. Yeah, so. I mean, you could mix them up, right? It's like Broken Tiger, Hidden crow- Mountain, whatever, something. Um, but yeah, it, it could be. But it really, in, in terms of, he doesn't, I guess you can't really pin Ang Lee down in, in terms of like he's your classical, I guess... The, the, actually, the, cinema, the, the cinematography might be one of the things that he does really well, um, and, and sort of that like epicness in his films due to the way that the, the scenes are shot, I would say. So yeah, that, that, so that's an overlap for me. So I guess my pick, I'll just also say, along with Paul, Crouching Tiger, Hidden dra- Dragon. All right, we'll throw out the uh, next one. What else yeah, you got? Go ahead. Uh, actually, so that'll circle. Oh, you want me to, to do uh, my next one then? Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, okay. We'll do a final, That's cool. Uh, we'll do it fantasy football style. We'll do the snake. Oh, okay. I like that. Appreciate it. So mine, the one that I was going to present first was just the one that I thought, it, it's kind of the one that got me interested into, into martial arts movies in, in general and, and kind of got my attention, again, outside of Bruce Lee stuff. Um, and so the first one I wanted to bring up was Bloodsport. Oh, <laughs> you went there. Yes, yes. So, oh. um, so yeah, you got you have John Claude Van Damme, who's got this amazing, you know, the amazing flexibility um, in in his <laughs> movements. <laughs> and, I, was, I thought you were going to say in his acting range. And, his, and like... his acting range. You didn't see him in that Volvo commercial where he did the splits with the two big like trucks. Like that was amazing. I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He must have prepared a long time to yeah. get that, uh, to get that facial, that facial uh, expression. Yeah, down. with the arms crossed, he's like, "What's my motivation here?" You know, like, yeah. it's like uh, your motivation here is you want cake, and cake is on the other side of this road where these two trucks are going to drive down. It's like, okay. Better, you, you, yeah, your your motivation is making sure that these trucks don't split you in half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, blood sport, and then it's it's really the 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 very like campy. I, 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 martial arts movies were, were just very campy in terms of that style because I wasn't exposed to it from the Hong Kong angle until later in my life. Uh, so I didn't think about like the drama part of it. I just thought like this is just sort of a larger-than-life caricature. None of the characters make any sense. And really, who cares? They don't have to make any sense because it's a martial arts movie. So just it's very it's a – what would they call it? A popcorn flick? You know, like the, the quintessential popcorn flick for me was a martial arts movie. Um, so they're, they're in some strange land doing something that, some tournament that I don't even know really exists. Does it exist? The Kumite? You know, it's supposed maybe, to, right? It's supposed to be right? like a biopic almost or something. Well, I know that the guy, yeah, his name's Frank Dukes and then he like created his own, but it, it was very much, yeah, like since it's a, uh, since it's a bio, biopic, I guess yeah. I say biopic, but that's cool. Biopic. Um, <laughs> so if, 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 if it's a biopic, then I would also say like, you really, it might be loosely based on, because I have no idea, like, did, you know, what parts of that story are real. Like, you know, did, did he actually get adopted by, a, you know, like this father figure who just trained him and then, 
you know, he's sick and that's just like, go avenge me for some reason. And like another thing about martial arts movies is like the plot line, pretty much all the same. Like there's, there's like two or three plot lines and you're like, yeah, let's just slap this plot line with this actor and we got ourselves a movie. You, you know, I think you might have two, you might be mashing two Oh, was I thinking of Kickboxer? I was thinking of Kickboxer. Yeah, I think you're thinking Kickboxer versus Bloodsport. Bloodsport, he's a a military guy. And he's avenging his friend. I'm sorry, not his father. (laughs) He's avenging his friend with the headband. He's avenging somebody. Yeah, he's avenging avenging the friend with the headband. By the way, you're correct. Biopic is, according to the Googles, that's the way you say it. Biopic. Okay. I stand corrected. Biopic sounded very, like, nurse-like. So I was going to defer to Paul on, like... Is that something you like remove? I just you know, figured like, bi- the bio biopsy. Part. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. so a biopsy, exactly. So uh so Bloodsport is gonna be on my Mount Rushmore for those reasons in terms of how I identify with them. Whenever I think about martial arts movies, I'm like, you know what, the next two hours, I'm really not gonna take them very seriously, and I'm gonna enjoy myself and uh, I'm gonna be entertained. So uh for its entertainment value. I feel kind of sad that like we're doing martial arts. We're talking about martial arts movies right now during a time where it's like, you know, there's not very many of them uh, left, or or maybe it's just it just it just kind of played its course. It's just kind of run its course. So in very eight bit fashion, it's like the platformer, you know. Sure. The platform game has run its course, and now it's become sort of uh, mishmashed with you know there might be platforming elements in games now, but there's no real true platformers anymore, at least for the like A plus titles and stuff. So. All right, Paul, what you, pick, what you got? What you got? Did we? We might have lost Paul again, so I no, never I'm know still, anymore. I'm sorry. I'm still here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Somebody gave me some feedback on a previous show, by the way. They're like, yeah, your show is good, except for like that 30 seconds of dead air for that one episode. I was like, damn you, Paul, <laughs> and Logitech. But go ahead, Paul. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I missed. What do you call it? My wife walked in, and uh, I'm like, "Look, I'm on the middle. I'm in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> I'm like trying to explain to her. This is kind of live. So yeah. let me I'll do it live. I, I'm trying. To, yeah, I I did have enough uh, wherewithal to mute my mic, but um, yeah, I sorry, I didn't catch that last part. That's okay. We were just talking about the campiness of, of, of martial arts films, and that's why I picked Bloodsport as as my pick for Mount Rushmore, and then we snaked around in snake fashion. Oh, to so it's you to me. For your next it's, pick. Yeah. it's me. Okay, so, um, uh, now probably a movie I could watch over and over again. I mean, I I could definitely watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon over and over again. But another another one, um, you know, uh, easily if if this list I think would have been a lot more compre, uh, it would have been a lot wider if we also did not include Jackie Chan. Okay. For me, Jackie Chan is uh, now, and I hope people on the internet don't take this the wrong way. For me, he's more of an entertainer and dancer than martial artist. Now, I, and I'm Ooh. going on a limb saying that, you know. Yeah, tell that yeah. to his face. <laughs> exactly. No, but don't get me wrong. The martial arts is there, but I think that so the his chore, uh, choreography is to me resembles more of a dance imitating martial arts. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, I still appreciate the martial arts. And so my second Mount Rushmore pick is actually Drunken Master 2. There you go. Legend not, of Drunken not the Master. the first one. The, the Drunken Master 2. Right. The fight scenes in one where he's kind of fighting his dad a lot more. 
um, was a little bit more comedic. But the second one just seemed like he went all out drunk in master style. And it just, I, for me, that's, un, I can't tell you how unbelievably entertaining that was. So, you know, for me, it's, it's another one of those movies I can watch all the time. So, and I, this is also in the early, for me, the er, uh, I shouldn't say the early, but when I started watching martial arts movies and they would start to incorporate different styles um, oh. you know, I know they, I know they did that with, um, like they would do that, like Eagle Claw versus Tiger, you know, Paw or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They used to do that with the older ones, but I remember there was definitely like a Muay Thai guy in that was like, or I don't know. They started to mix it up a little bit. And for me, that's what triggered like the questioning of, wait, what style is better? And that's that, I think that's where my fascination with MMA really comes in is mm-hmm. what are the most effective styles? Because, you know, what if this style doesn't work against that style? I mean, what, what's the point of learning right. that other style if, you know, I'm sure, you know, they have their uses and they're pretty, but what's, what's the most effective style? So, yeah. um, I always enjoyed watching, uh, when they would put up like a Kung Fu guy up against a boxer, up against a Muay Thai guy, up against mm-hmm. a karate guy, you know, um, yeah, so drunken drunken master. I mean, I would probably shit my pants if I was watching the UFC and someone pulls out, you know, anything <laughs> from drunken master. I would I would shit my pants. Right. <laughs> I'd just be I'd well, freak think, out. Yeah. So I think that that goes to the root of. Uh, I'm not sure if I had this discussion with you before, Paul, but like that goes to the root of what is a martial art? You know, like for example, for me, Jeet uh, Kune Do, right? Which is a, uh, you know, Bruce Lee. A, a, the brainchild of Bruce Lee. Right. Is not a martial art. It's a fighting style. And so for me, there's a distinction between martial art and fighting style because of the artistry part of it, um, and, and w- which, is, which lends very much like dancing, like you said. So I can see how you said – so for me, that, that makes Jackie Chan more of a martial artist you know, versus a fighter. Where, like, so MMA, for example, MMA has – you can tell from the very beginnings of, of MMA where there weren't weight classes and there weren't time limits – the, it was very raw. It was a very Darwinian sort of exercise where you put two fighters together, right? And you just see survival of the fittest, which styles and which guys are going to, are going to, you know, rise to the top. And, and now it's been determined, right? That experiment has been concluded. It is some combination of a grappling style like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and some striking discipline like Muay Thai. So, um, and combined and kind of mashed together into its own fighting style that you use one in, you know, you, you sit, you use them situationally. Um, whereas martial art, it is definitely about, uh, kind of like dance, a form of expression, right? Expression of the body. And, and so I'll agree with you that, uh, that, that shares a lot of similarities with dancers. Um, in fact, you might, that might be a blurred line then, and I would say martial artist might be uh, maybe the hybrid form, if you will, of a, of a fighter and um, and a dancer, you know, uh, reference, capoeira, right, would be your perfect example of that. So well, let's I not forget agree. Can that. Can I agree uh, and disagree with you at the same time? Well, let's not the... forget that uh, JCVD was, is classically trained in ballet, so. Sure. Just as a lot of football players are. Right? Yeah. They have that skill set as well. So, yeah. We'll go for it, Mark. Oh, I mean, I I had Legend of Drunken Master was on my list. So oh, okay. Kudos, the first to Paul. one or the second one? The second one. 
which is because the first one, okay. one's just drunken master the second one is legend of drunken master i think i think that's how they how they title it okay but whatever the second one was uh, i'm with you you I'm guys are thinking about the same movie yep yes okay so Great. uh so i guess third on my list i'll have to put this this is a contemporary one and i like it because uh much kind of like what paul was saying with the uh, Crouchy Tiger. I, I mean, I like the I like the cinematography on it. I like the storyline. Uh, I think the story play is great. Um, again, another Ewan Wolping pick, Kill Bill. It's not a traditional. Really? Yeah, yeah, not a traditional. Uh, you know, martial arts film, but I think the uh, sword play is fantastic. I think the. Uh, 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 I mean, the storyline, uh, martial arts. What what else can you say about it? No, I, you know, and the thing is, is, uh, I think, you know, I think Uma Thurman and, um, uh, Lucy Liu, um, believable, believable as martial artists, um, a little stiff sometimes for me, you know, there's sometimes where I'm just like, "Mm, not so believable, but I'd say 95% of the movie believable. Yeah. Um, you know, like with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you could definitely tell. Well, actually, I don't even know how much martial arts training in Crouching Tiger. The um, the I know Michelle Yeoh had a, has a ton of that training, yeah. but I, I know a lot of them are also like aren't a lot of those uh, in in the the Hong Kong movies and the older movies. A lot of the the martial arts were also versed in dance. Yeah. So, um, with Kill Bill, there was to me a slight lack in gracefulness, but still believable. Like it looks like they got the crash course in martial arts and still figured out enough to, you know, cause you could tell there's a lot of scenes in kill bill where you're like, that's not him with Thurman. <laughs> yeah. like, that's a chicken, a wig that, that actually knows how to use a sword or that's stunt woman, you know? So, um, storyline, uh, cinematography. I mean, it's Tarantino. I mean, yeah. Right. It, I agree with you. Um, and if and I'll actually me, I'll actually even go so far to say I limit it to the first one because the second one didn't really have like a lot of action going on in it. Other than um, f- other than the the training that training sequence when she goes to uh, to train with the with the old man, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. beyond that, in the second film, there's not really a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Oh yeah, and the first film was definitely just a setup for the second one. Like you're watching it, and you're like, "This movie's not going to end when it ends." Like, unless it's going to be like a five-hour movie. So, yeah. So, yeah. No, I, to- I totally agree. Um, what do you call it? Um, All right. Well, yeah. what else you got on your yeah. list? Um, so I covered Crouching Tiger, Drunken Master Two, and then you know. Um, the my next two are actually super contemporary as well. Um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go with um, one of my new favorites. This is another one that I can pick up from anytime in the in the movie and finish watching it. Um, but it's Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle is great. I mean, for me, um, Stephen I, Chen is awesome. The, no, I mean, I I was like I was watching. I'm like this is freaking awesome. Like I could watch, like the, the storyline was, was good. Um, it's kind of like a throwback play to, you know, essentially mocking it. But then with the twist, like, there's also the multiple styles you'll see in there. You'll see the guy with the iron, the iron arms. You'll see the guy with a thousand kicks, the guy with the stick and spear, 
you know, and then the the Buddha Master, you know, and then you got all these different styles. And I think the the Chong Lee's in that movie, if I'm not mistaken. He's the the guy with the frog, the guy that that plays the frog. That's right. So that movie, I like it. Just struck the right chord with me. It was it was enough martial arts to be a martial arts movie, um, but still really fun. Yeah, like it, it's 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 like I can't not watch it when it's on TV. You know, like if it's playing, I'll just sit stand there and watch because it's 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 funny. Uh, the action's great. Martial arts is awesome. I mean, that that you do run into some of those like situations where you're like, this isn't believable. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, that that's the one scene that I just don't get in all martial arts movies when they are essentially fighting like 40, 50 guys. Yeah. You're like, you do realize they just get dogpiled and then you get screwed up. So, yeah. Yeah. They also yeah. did that in uh, in the Matrix. You know, they did, we fought the hundred agents or whatever at once yeah no and you know um matrix i actually cut i thought it was a great martial arts movie um but you know definitely uh all of my picks definitely would would rank higher than than matrix yes yeah that that is that is a good movie stephen chow is awesome see i you know i you know uh call me uh a non um uh non-connoisseur but i really don't follow the names i just i just like what i like you know it's awesome that you do don't get me wrong i love uh geeks and and anybody that that really does follow it and appreciates it and actually follows the names i mean you are obviously a better fan than i um but uh you know i i like what i like so all right well um let me just finish off my last one i think uh, i don't know if this is sort of I don't know if this technically counts because Bruce Lee's sort of in it. But I'll have to say The Last Dragon. I'm going to put that on my top four. The Last Dragon. Yeah. It's, uh, this... it's the guy who is uh, Bruce Leroy who wants to be Bruce Lee. And he, uh, it's, uh, I guess it's technically considered a black exploitation film, but it's a lot of like, it's got martial arts in it. And it's, uh, I mean, it's, pretty much a martial arts movie throughout um wait a second was was this released recently this was in the 80s or early 90s oh yeah 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 that's uh the one that they did the um i got the glow yeah i get the glow yes that's the one that freaking uh was show enough that's the one with the, the, the buster rhymes video yeah that's the one yes no yes. that that you know as a that and be, if you were to consider that a a, a black exploitation movie, that's like one of the last ones. Because yeah. I mean, that yeah, was yeah, like yeah. mid eighties, wasn't it? Because I yeah, thought they did 19, a majority of those films in the seventies. Nineteen eighty five, according yeah. to IMDb. So no, I can't tell you how many times I've watched that on VHS. I had my, my cut. That, that was uh, one of my cousins. That was one of his favorite movies. Watched it all the time. Yeah, watched it all the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. I mean, uh, it's, it's another great pick. Um, you know, I, I, I actually, um, yeah, no, I definitely have some snubs that are kind of like, you know, uh, I mean the, it's enjoyable to watch and that's, I think that should be the main factor. Is it enjoyable to watch? Round me out. What's your last one? Last one. Um, I actually have 
um, two superstars in this movie, and it's actually pretty. It was released uh, relatively recently. It was Forbidden Kingdom. Hmm. Familiar? Uh, I don't think so. This one actually has Jet Li and Jackie Chan in the same movie. Oh yes, I am familiar with this. I didn't. I didn't get to see it, but I am familiar with this one. Jackie Chan actually plays um, like a monk. Oh like yeah, a, a, dr- yeah, a drunk yeah, yeah, monk. Yeah. yeah, and then Jet Li plays like the Monkey King. Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. No, I mean I do. another one with uh, I thought great cinematography, um, awesome action. The choreography was great. I mean, and then it's just to be able to see two legends like put together in that in that way I, it was very enjoyable and it was it was pretty funny because like you know they definitely put them in situations where you know that they would clash and have just a lot of witty things to say to each other so yeah that is a great movie i do remember that movie it's a great movie oh so ah, you, too did, bad, you, you did end up seeing it i did end up seeing it yes good movie okay. good choice excellent choice yeah i mean it's hard for me like it I remember watching a lot of the old school, like in the seventies, early eighties martial arts flicks. And, um, just, I think it's just been too long since I've seen them. So like, it doesn't, nothing really stands out to me except for drunken master two. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's like cop story. There's, there's a ton of other movies that I know I'm missing out. You know who I'm surprised didn't make it on. Well, I'm not surprised actually, because it's kind of, kind of, uh, a, a weird thing to go with is, um, Two movies that I, I I did not include. I was having a hard time picking out a Steven Seagal movie. Oh, nice! <laughs> but it always felt like everything he did revolved like once the hands went away, it's all about guns. And it's just there's always he's always got a gun. So you know, if you look at majority of his like movie title uh, posters, there it's like he's always holding a shotgun for some reason. So you know, or holding a pistol. So That's it's true. Like, yeah, it's more action than it is martial arts. Don't get me wrong; he's got you know, it's it's hard to take him seriously with all the UFC and, and MMA stuff that he says. But um, it's he's definitely earned his you know aikido. So I enjoyed that, and then also another one that I felt was more of a movie than a martial arts movie was uh, Born Identity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I think he, any, I don't I don't I wouldn't consider that a martial arts movie, but it did have a lot of uh, good hand to hand combat. Yeah, I, that's the thing is, I mean, there's a lot of gunplay in it, um, but I think the martial arts um, that the uh, I, I guess both the 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 reboot with Renner and uh, the one with with Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Um, really enjoyed that i mean i, I thought his I, he was a lot more believable to me than any of the girls in kill bill yeah so, that's true. so yeah did you have a did you cap did you get all four yeah i did get all four mine were uh wing chun kill bill drunken master two last dragon um one of them that was kind of on my bubble um was uh, sort of along the lines of uh of born identity it was the transporter oh yeah 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 because he didn't, he very rarely used guns, right? Yeah, yeah. So no, that, I, that was that would have been a good pick. I def, and I also had Matrix. Like I, I had to toss Matrix off my list. Yeah, I so one. but uh, more speaking sci-fi. of Matrix, a, a little notable side. Have you seen Man of Tai Chi? 
I want to say yes. It's someone with I, Keanu Reeves where he's the, the Kung Fu master or whatever. At the, then I, no. I, I call him the okay. end boss. But it's it's styled in a, the old school Hong Kong style. And then you see Keanu Reeves. And it's really strange, but it's it's an entertaining movie. If you ever ch- have a chance to watch it, you should go watch it. How, now, now, can you tell me how Asian Keanu Reeves is? Because I know he's there's like there's like a small part of him that's Asian. Not to say that you have to be Asian to be on this list or anything like that, but um, I could I, I could have sworn I heard somewhere that he was like you know like a quarter Filipino or a quarter Chinese or something like that. So uh, I don't know. Let's see what uh, let's see what uh, Wikipedia says. Wikipedia says. His mother's English. His father is an American from Hawaii who has native Hawaiian, Chinese, English, and Portuguese ancestry. Hmm. So his grandmother okay. is Chinese and Hawaiian. There we go. Yeah. So he's got a yeah. little bit of a little bit of Chinese in him. There you go. I mean, like I said, not like I said, not to make like I said, you don't have to be Asian to be in this list, but you know, I uh I don't know. I just I just can't remember where I heard that. I heard that from somewhere. Sure. So, and then yeah. if you want some, if you want to see something that's kind of really out there in terms of plot, but it's got some interesting martial arts. Uh, this is a movie called Journey to the West. Um, it's kind of it's kind of along the lines of uh, Kung Fu Hustle in terms of like how the plot line kind of moves, but you get to the end and it's kind of weird. But uh, it, it's an enjoyable movie. Is that it, wait? You said uh, you said you, there's a movie that you watched called Tai Chi Two. No, Man of Tai Chi. Man of Tai Chi. Okay, because I could have sworn there was a movie that just got released called Tai Chi, or Tai Chi Two. I guess I don't know. So, well, I mean, are we gonna be able to continue, or did did Christian have a few more, or I can't remember where he got to on his list. Um, well, we can always circle back with him. See what he says later. He comes back. Okay. All sure. Right. So what's so fill me in on this Ronda Rousey thing. Yeah, so apparently he or he um <laughs> apparently yeah, I should say Freudian he slip. he as in no, he as in the guy. Um he a marine, um if I'm not mistaken, uh asked put out like an open invitation for Ronda Rousey to attend a marine ball with him. All right. And she's like, "Sure." You know, um, it's I thought that was interesting because it's like, well, this is the thing is, you know, um, I was going to tease Christian about this because I'm like, it's like Taylor Swift going to your prom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so because we all know about Christian's fascination with uh, with Taylor Swift. So, um, yeah, I just I thought it was really cool that she she opened uh, she opened up and said that she'd attend the uh, Marine Ball. Now I don't know how far along in the story, you know, what the details are, but I don't know. I just think that's that's uh, um, really nice of of her to do as as a celebrity, you know, because you don't see that very often. You know, I mean, but the real question I is, I guess, if if he wasn't a marine, if he was just some like, you know, some high school senior, you think she would have done it? I think there's an age difference there, because I mean, I'm I'm sure she's isn't she? She's, she's probably close to thirty. Yeah, she's gotta sure. be close to thirty. Like if she was like, if she was like twenty two, maybe you know, like nineteen, sure, 
go to a prom, you know, but you know, uh, being close to 30 and going to someone's prom, eh, it's probably not a good PR move for her. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. But like a Marine, a Marine ball, you know, police officers ball, any, anything like that. I think, you know, any, anything like that's really good for her. That's, that's, that's awesome that she's, uh, she's doing that. She's, she's she married. I don't think so. No. Maybe maybe married to her career, but you know I I don't think she's uh, I don't think she's tied down quite yet. I thought wasn't she in a uh, sports science thing like not too long ago? Wasn't she uh, something with her husband in that thing? Um, I want to say the only person I can think of that has like a prolific husband would be Misha Tate. Oh, okay, maybe it was her. Yeah, because I know her husband is also a UFC fighter. Ah, so, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. No, like I said, uh, it. I I don't even know what I said. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's really cool. I think it's 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 cool that she she's uh able to re- like you know uh, um you know Marine reached out and she was able to respond. So I I would definitely uh like to know how that how that actually plays out though. So, because can you imagine? Can you imagine being a celebrity showing up to something like that? Like, it would be difficult. Because I mean, one, you don't know the guy. True. Two, I'm sure you're going to get flooded by all these people trying to take pictures and trying to, you know, kind of weasel their way in. And if I remember anything about, you know, the other military guys, if you ever brought a hot chick around, oh my god, they will <laughs> not leave her alone. They will not leave her alone. Not. Yeah, it's it's you're you're essentially chumming the water, so you know it's I don't know I don't know how well that would go. So. Kind of makes me think of uh, you know when when Kobe before he went to the NBA he went to <laughs> with Brandy uh, yeah he went with Brandy, <laughs> so it's like is, is, was he considered a star then and is that or was she you know what's the I don't know. Well, yeah, I remember Kobe got into the NBA at so was it eighteen. Out of right, right out of high school, right. So you know that puts him. If I don't know if he had an NBA career at that point, but I was he on his way to the NBA or was he already established in the NBA? I think he'd already got drafted by then, or he was. So then he that was puts de- him at like he declare for the draft or twenty. If he's declaring for the draft, then he's like eighteen, eighteen years yeah. old. Yeah, I mean, see, like that's a little bit more understandable for prom. Like if you, I mean, if it's like a thirty-five-year-old Kobe going with like sixteen-year-old Brandy, yeah, that's a little weird. Right. Well, I was, <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to relate it to the whole, like, you bring somebody famous, you know, to to an event like that. Like, well, for them to do that, can you know, that's they're both famous. Yeah, they're both so famous at like, that point. So you know, I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure with Kobe there though. I'm sure there's a lot more guys coming up trying to to get pictures. But this is also what in the 2000s. Yeah. So this is before the uh, the cell phone camera. Was, you know, 20 years ago, isn't he? Is he in his 20th season? This coming up. Yeah, I think the the statistic was he's been in the NBA longer more than more than half his life. Yeah. At this by, by this point. Yep. So which is impressive, you know. Um, I can't imagine. He's got to be like what, thirty-eight, thirty-seven, thirty-seven, I think. Yeah, I mean that that alone is also impressive, you know, considering the normal career span of people in the NBA and professional sports. True. So, yeah. All right. 
Well, uh, speaking of LA, who do you think should come to the – which football team do you think we should have here? Um, honestly, I'm going <laughs> to – not to piss anybody off, but I don't think we deserve one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think LA deserves a, a football team. We are way too fair weather. Uh, we really don't care. Um, I don't want Oakland fans around. <laughs> <laughs> I think you don't want Raiders fans around. The last thing I need around. to do is to you know have have any rights incited, you know, or anybody. You know, the last thing we need is another Brian Stowe incident. True. Um, yeah, I mean, nobody deserves like that over over a sporting event. You know, like that's definitely not something that that I, I, I'd be I'd well look forward to with Oakland fans and because I mean no Oakland fans are notorious for that kind of behavior you know and that's you know I don't think that's the best representative of uh of a sports fan uh the Chargers what can you say like you know sure it'd be fun but to have a diehard LA fan base I don't think it exists I, I maybe, think maybe yeah, I Go think ahead. I was to say I think why what why have we not just created our own team? Like sure we would have stunk for a while, but why have we not just said like the LA something or others? Why do we have to wait for some other teams? Like if we really wanted a team, we would have just told the NFL, Hey man, we're we're yeah, gonna make, make an expansion team. for us. Yeah. Or we'll make two if we need to make the teams even or whatever. So we used to have the Rams and the Raiders. We'll just make like Rams two, Raiders two, whatever. Have them both. I don't know. I, I'm I'm with you. Like I don't know if we if we really if LA really wanted a team, we would have had a team by now. I think people have gotten used to the fact that uh, you know it's really just a Lakers town, and then after that, it's probably a Dodgers town. I don't know if it's if we can make a case for the Clippers yet, but uh, yeah, if we wanted a football team, we would have had a football team already. See, the thing is with LA. Um, at least the way I see it is there's just a lot more stuff to do out here. Like, you know, you, if you go to green Bay, the only thing that's out there is football, you know, like there's no, tell me about another uh, Wisconsin basketball team. You know, tell me, tell me about their baseball team. I mean, they don't have it. So, you know, the fans have football and that's all they, that's essentially all you got to eat. The only consumption of sports is football in green Bay. You know, in LA, we have not only we we have the the media mass of Hollywood. You know, we have uh, the porn capital. We have, I mean, we have Disneyland. We have everything. Like, like the only thing we don't have is football. But you know, if we want football, you can go two hours south and get the San Diego game. True. We even have a we even have a championship soccer team. Which I was not even aware of. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's so much in LA, there's so much to cover. And, you know, you just can't, as a sports fan, you can't go all out LA without diverting attention. You know what I mean? True. So, like, you have soccer fans, you have baseball fans, you have basketball fans, you know. Um, but, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't think we, we really deserve a football. Uh, a football team if we can't to give them the, the proper f- sports fans true so yeah, then, well, like i said if we then, really wanted one we would have made one by now or two 
you know, and the thing is, if it's anything like for me, I mean, I don't know how many Laker games you've been to, Clipper games you've been to, or any Dodger games you've been to, but you know, once the celebrities, I mean, I'm, they bring money, they bring fame, the attention, but a lot of those those celebrities at at Laker games, I don't feel are you know, um, they're there f- because it's it's the celebrity thing to do. It's not because they're fans. Sure. You know, like, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of celebrity fans out there, but, you know, the their level of knowledge um, of whatever game they're watching, you know, you can tell, like, they're there for the publicity and not there for the game. Like, I remember going to a Laker game and, you know, I'm not going to call out any celebrities, but I've seen several celebrities go through entire quarters and halves of basketballs on their – either sitting there on their cell phone or – getting up and going to talk on their cell phone in that little hall. I'm like, you're at a basketball game. You know, I understand you're, you're probably a busy guy, you know, but have your assistant handle it. That's exactly. why you have them. That's why you, that's why you have an entourage. That's why you have a staff, you know, so that way you, when you go to the basketball game, you can enjoy it. And if you're not able to, then, you know, I mean, that kind of like, I feel bad for you. Cause I mean, nothing like watching, you know, prime time Laker basketball, you know, and then you have the, you have the uh, opportunity to sit there front row and center and you're going to spend it on your phone or, you know, trying to, to, to talk to someone else that's not at the game. You know? Agreed. I think the only, the only two, two, uh, two true uh, celebrity fans, I would have to say uh, Jack Nicholson, right? He's always front mm-hmm. and center. Ellie, he pays attention and he, oh, yeah. he yells at the refs. And then the other guy would be Billy Crystal. Right for the Clippers, because he's at every game. I think he's out there yelling at the refs too. So I think for the Lakers, though, I like the games that I've gone to, and I do remember seeing these the the members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers actually enjoy the games. Oh yeah, like when I like when I sit there. Yeah, well, Flea's actually I think one of their like celebrity ambassadors. Like he's always at at the games. Um, Another person I see at the games all the time that actually watches and like actually is present, um, Andy Garcia. Um, uh, Adam Sandler, I watched that, like when those guys, when those guys are at the basketball game, they're actually watching, Yeah, which is, which is awesome. You know? So, um, like I said, if, but like I said, I've definitely seen my share of celebrities at, at sporting events, um, more at the basketball games at the Laker games that just aren't paying attention. I'm like, why are you here? Like, this is like, it's, it's hard as a fan a basketball fan who appreciates basketball to watch someone or to have someone sitting in front of you who's not engaged into the, into the actual sport. Yep. Not to mention it's already been hard enough to watch them the last couple of years. Yeah. So I think you guys mentioned Denzel Washington already, by the way. Oh yeah. He's at all the games too. Yeah, That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, Denzel appreciates basketball as well. So, you know, I mean, um, Welcome back, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, quick recap. Uh, neither of us think that L.A. deserves a team. Oh, well, it's, yeah, in terms of deserving, I think it's the only thing that it's deserving of is because of that market, right? It's that untapped market. So you're not, it's the cash grab. If you're going to have a team in L.A., you're not doing it for, like, the crazy loyal fan base you're going to get. You're, you're doing it for the, the, the front runners who want a winner. So that's a, that's a hard part, too, is, like, um, if you mentioned who are the front runners right now for who, who just based on location or history might come to LA, um, 
it's it's going to be hard for that audience to accept. They're going to take that team in like like the same way like a um like a body's trying to take in like a transplant and it's going to just like reject it. <laughs> it's going to be like what the hell are you? Oh, you're not winning? Oh, well, whatever then. Out. You know. Especially if you don't have storied history to to go back on. So like if the Packers came to LA, then there might be like some chance of you know, all right, there's legend here. There's the so because because LA fans are very uh, we can be very fickle at times. So I'm talking about Laker fans, by the way, because I don't know Clipper fans. I don't even know what that's all about. Actually, I do know what that's all about. There's enough Laker haters to to create an its own market for like a separate type of fan, which are Clipper fans. That's my theory on Clipper fans. So for what it is worth. What I what I find with Clipper fans is a lot of them are disgruntled Laker fans, or just Laker haters automatically become Clipper fans. Yeah, yeah. So and and so that's that's a testament to how big the market is. If your market is so big that you can support another market that is just completely for the haters, right? Mets, you know, Jets, uh, Clippers, Angels. I don't know. Yeah, right. Angels. Angels, Angels yeah. definitely another one of those. Hey, I yeah. hate the Dodgers, so I became an Angels fan. Right. What about right. like uh, Oakland A's, technically, with the San Francisco Giants? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Exactly. So, I mean, the ones that have the multiple teams, it's it's it, it's like the way that they exist. So, most of the time, I think, is because you, you just don't want to root for them, that mainstay team, um, the flagship team, you know, but so... And then other times it is, it's because maybe geographically there's just enough room for it. Like the Texas teams, I don't really seem like there's that much, you know, like I'm a Mavericks fan because I don't like the Rockets or the Spurs. It's like, no, just Texas is freaking huge. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that it can, it can just fit them all because you're not all driving to the game, right? If there's just going to be one, one team, um, yeah. If they just, open, what about like a, just like a franchise new team? Well, that's what I was saying before. Is like if we really wanted a team, we would have just told the NFL, "Hey, we're gonna make a team." What would the team name be? That's a good question. The LA. <laughs> yeah, and I'm stealing directly, by the way, from like Bill Simmons did this sort of podcast too. For I think if there's a LA expansion, either football or basketball team, the, the LA the LA, the LA plastic LA... surgeons. No. <laughs> the yeah. LA fake, the LA fake tits. How about that? <laughs> well, I mean, more realistically speaking, so, so like the LA Globes, maybe I don't know. Um, the LA, uh, like the LA Knights, I think was the one that he that that was brought up on that show, and then they spelled it like K N I G H T. Oh, like but then, uh, yeah. But then they also had the play on like Knights, like the nightlife of LA or something like that, right? Kind of goes along with like Miami Heat, kind of exactly. like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Or Utah Jazz. Yeah. Well, that's just because I think they used to be in uh, In New Orleans. Just like the Lakers don't make any sense either until you realize they're from Minneapolis. Or or the Clippers. The Clippers was from where? San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. Diego. So Clipper ships, right? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was Long Beach, but uh, I was wrong. Well, they used to play at the uh, Long Beach Memorial. Long Beach Sports Arena. That's where they used to Mm -hmm. play. Okay. Before they is moved that where the, the Ice Dogs are, or no? Yes. Okay, which is a minor league hockey team. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, I totally forgot about hockey. See what I mean? 
too many things. We have Kings, and then who else do we have in California? We got San Jose. Um, the Ducks. The Ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, like I said, just too much stuff to keep track of. You know, you add a football team, it you know it's hard to be an LA fan. Just so much to watch. So and apparently we have a, a world class soccer team too, as brought up by Mark. Yeah. What if what if we just had a stadium right where people could come in, you pay money right, and it's just all sorts of jumbo trans for all the games going on. That's called Hooters or uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings. Right. Yeah. So, but I was I, just thinking on a much more massively massive scale, right? Yeah. Like the LA football place or whatever, and then it's a. Like I think uh, sort of I think what's his name Emerald. He tried to do that at uh, in Vegas. He has like the Emeralds Emerald Stadium or something like that, where you go, and you sit there and you eat food, and they just have a jump like a bunch of jumbotrons for whatever sports going on at that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, did it, did it work out, or do you think it's working I think it's out? Still or? there? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So Vegas, Vegas is its own beast altogether. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to see that. I don't know. I just like I like Vegas. I don't like driving to Vegas. Actually, I found out how convenient it is to fly out there. Um, uh, I will fly to Vegas over driving any day. Um, and I, I, just, I don't know. As much as I thought Vegas was kind of played out being uh, as old as I am, uh, I still have a good time out there. Yeah, well, it's only played out if you it's only, if it's five hours away. I'll tell you that. Because <laughs> it's not played out to me. <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, what do we have? Atlantic City? Because you're a five-hour flight away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Five-hour flight. So <laughs> if I could hyperloop it or something, <laughs> like teleport. Uh, wasn't that our last uh, episode where we talked about like teleportation or their stopping time or something? But um, Or some other episode. But yeah, uh, I, would, I would go for that option. But it would just probably be way too expensive as well. So... Um, so which team did you guys decide for for you said you you just ultimately decided none deserve it but I mean uh, in, in the broader picture like how how do you become a how do you become a fan like how do you become a football fan So uh, you know Mark you have a daughter right is she going to watch football Uh I don't know it's a good question If she does who's she going to cheer who's she going to Who's her team gonna be? I don't know. I always, I always figured that uh, kids follow, you know, fan wise follow their parents their for parents, the most part right. until they decide they they like other teams. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not uh, overly into football myself. I mean, I enjoy watching, but I don't have a team myself. So you don't have a rooting interest. Yeah, I don't have a rooting interest. You just, you just like it for. Uh... Yeah, you, but you're, like it. you like you like fantasy football, right? Sure. So, so you like it for like the numbers aspect and the, uh, like that, I don't know. Why do you like football, Mark? Is it because it's an American like birthright? Well, <laughs> you, well, you have to. Well, duh. It's, it's the premier it's, citizenship. It's, it's 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 uh, you know, everybody loves war and football's a game mm-hmm. of war. So. Okay. Okay. So well, that puts me at a dilemma, I guess, in terms of my kids when it comes to basketball. Um, because I don't know if they're going to end up being Laker fans or if they're going to end up being Wizards fans. Do you think they're going to end up just being basketball fans? Oh, yeah. I think so. Like, is it one of those things where, like, you'll have basketball on, like, as, like, you're watching dinner or watching dinner, eating dinner, or, you know, you'll make, 
you know, you'll you'll it'll uh, be like a weekend event or something. Like on Sundays, yeah. on Sundays we'll have you know basket the a, like ABC on usually has a basketball game or something like that. I think so. Yeah. yeah as long as like Ron Artest isn't in there, like you know, it's family oriented. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I don't think we have to worry about Ron Artest anymore. Hey, for, what are you talking about? No, he's well, coming back to the Lakers. Next, that'll be the he's next Ron Artest. They'll be no, the he's next Ron Artest. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be the next Ron Artest or, uh, or, or um, Dennis Rodman or whatever kind of, you know, outrageous personality out there. I think I think about the most offensive thing right now is um, uh, Russell Westbrook's clothing, like, before the <laughs> – but, like, uh, when he walks into the stadium, like, from the bus, I think that's about it right now, about the most offensive thing about basketball. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what – what, what they're gonna root for, or also they might be end up being hockey fans. They might, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the DC sports scene, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. It's very much like on paper looks good, but uh, it's it's hard. It just feels weird. Like, uh, I'm. I think for for football, well, for me, my my football story has its own roots. So like, I'm a Falcons fan, but that has nothing to do with being living in LA. And uh, and then my basketball fanhood is yeah it's it's uh, Lakers and then for for baseball it's uh, I'm I'm okay either way with the Angels or the Dodgers but if I had to lean one way it'd be the Dodgers you know like but I wouldn't be I guess I wouldn't be offended to like like I would I wouldn't refuse free tickets to an Angels game probably just like the same way I wouldn't refuse like free tickets to a Clipper game. Let me ask you something. If you guys had to redo your, uh, say you guys had um, a bachelor party, and before you went to go on to do the real events of your bachelor party, you were able to score free tickets courtside or front row or whatever to any sporting event possible. Ooh. What would it be? Cowboys. Really? <laughs> what? Come really? on. Lake, Lakers, yeah. Celtics. Yeah. So you go to a Lakers? Would you go to the Lakers Celtic game in LA or a Lakers Celtic game in, in Boston? Boston Garden? Uh, I'd have to say LA, I guess. So maybe I answered the question differently than you thought, Paul, because I was thinking of like the venue. Well, I mean, hey, that's so, part of the game too. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those have story. A lot of those have, you know, that's part of the legend as well. You know, the the setting. I, yeah, you know, that's, I think that's fair. And to be, you know, I'm going to throw you guys for a loop. It would be a UFC fight for me. Sure. You know, for me, that's, you know, if my kids end up watching sports, it's going to probably end up being something UFC. Is there a location in particular you'd want to be front row to, though? Uh, to, be honest with you, I, to be honest with you, I don't care. Like, Typically, I just, it's in Vegas, right? Mandalay Bay. A, a, a lot of them are in Vegas. I will say... Um, me and Tiano ended up going to I think I can't remember if it was Mandalay Bay or M, or Mandalay Bay MGM. or MGM. I'm pretty mm-hmm. no, it was Mandalay Bay, and we were on the front row of the section that's right above the floor. So oh, that's good. Oh, nice. Well, we that's what we thought, but then the rigging for uh, all, all the electrical all the lights and speakers, speakers. Yeah. blocked the screen. So it's like if they went behind a post, you couldn't see them, but then you couldn't see them on the screen either. And I even tried to tweet to Dana White, hey, this is my view. You know, it's – 
did just pay a ton of money for these seats, you know, because right. uh, I've heard that, you know, people tweeted to, to Dana White before about trying to get those tickets fixed. Yeah. But uh, apparently no love from Dana White. From, right, right. It, don't get me wrong. Still enjoy the fights. You know, still it's, I still love watching MMA. It was just a little hard with all that rigging in the way. I'm so. sure your comments have been noted. So, <laughs> yeah, the UFC hires up. We're gonna give me a call. Up. Uh, do you mind toning that down just just a little bit? No, no, tweet no, no. Me personally. I just said they were noted. That's all. <laughs> oh, you're complaining? Noted. Yeah, noted. Yeah. Okay. Blocked. Actually, now so, I'm, I'm actually gonna change my answer now because uh, I just realized football is not really that enjoyable to watch live. In my opinion, it's much more fun to watch at a sports bar or even at home with friends. Because of the technological marvels that they, they they have that television affords that you don't get when you're at the game. Unless you're tailgating. But if it's just for the event itself, um, now I have to venture more towards either basketball game, like Mark said, or hockey, actually. Hockey was really hockey. entertaining to watch. Hockey is fantastic to as watch. As a live that. event. I yeah. think the reason why ho- people don't care so much about hockey is because a lot of sports is consumed through TV. And you lose a lot um, – you lose a lot when 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 a ho- when you were trying to watch a hockey game on TV. So I went I went and watched my very first hockey game. Uh, I watched this year, and it was a playoff game between the Washington Capitals and the New York Rangers. Which for you, Paul, you might I might as well just say Team A and Team B, which is fine. You know, <laughs> but, the thing is, is growing up, um, I had access to. Um, Ducks and Kings tickets. Yeah. Um, and I will say hockey is much more enjoyable life. Yes. Um, but at the same time, not having a background in the sport, it, it is difficult to watch. But then I, you know, that I didn't have a background in baseball, but I, I started bringing friends who actually played baseball. I had a, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Um, I had a friend of mine who was like being scouted by the Dodgers and okay. I brought him and one of our other buddies who played high school baseball and i just asked them like you guys seem to appreciate the game a lot more than i do can you guys just explain to me what you're seeing throughout the game and they're like we'd love to mm-hmm. and they i was like i did not realize how technical and how in-depth baseball was but then i also same thing with golf did not realize how technical golf was so you know but that also gave me a greater appreciation for all the athletes in uh, all those sports yeah i i agree so, Mark, what do you, what's your take on the uh, – I think among the three of us, you're probably the biggest hockey fan. All right. Yeah, I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, I mean I agree with you that uh, yeah, you do lo- lose a lot um, watching it on TV. I mean even – geez, even when you're at Staples Center and you're, wa- and you're in the nosebleed seats, watching it live is much better than, uh, than watching it on TV. So, uh, But being up against a glass probably be – you know, you get to see all the all the hits and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah, the thing the thing that I noticed, like the biggest, if I was to break it down technically, like what am I missing from TV uh, that I can see in the game is the line changes. Like you don't really get a sense of the franticness of line changes on TV because you can't look like, especially if the action is happening near one of the goals, right? Well, the, the benches are like in the middle of the field, so they're kind of out of camera view, right? And then, and then when they're when there's, uh, speak. I'm not speaking very educated about hockey now, but like 
basically when they're changing possession, right, and they're zooming over from one goal over to the other goal, typically that's when the changes happen, right? Um, but the camera doesn't stay at that point where the line changes are happening. They're moving, they're, they're keeping their eye on the puck, which rightfully so. But for me, I noticed myself checking out like, um, kind of like when the line changes were happening and, 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 and trying to keep track of like all the different rotations and stuff and just realizing, man, these guys are going hard at it for, you know, 30, 40 seconds stints. And then they're just like, oh, got to run to the bench. Yeah, you can't be out on the ice for more than like, mm-hmm. I think two minutes is probably like the max at one at any mm-hmm. given time. So yeah, a lot of strategy yeah. involved with that. Right, right. And so that that's a big part of it and it's missed, right? And I, I didn't realize... Like, I'm like, that doesn't happen in football. Like, you don't spell your running back very much. I mean, I mean, there's some that do running back by committee, but for the most part, you know, you kind of have your crew in there. And then somebody kind of told me, it's like, well, your your second string guy or even your third string guy with fresh legs is going to be better than your, you know, like your first string, your first, uh, sorry, your first line guys. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that until I watched and I'm like, oh yeah, like I don't even recognize this guy like at all. And he seems to be. Just the the fact that he's fresh, um, he he's able to stand a chance versus the kind of you know the 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 names of the sport. It's not a very superstar sport, uh, hockey in my opinion, and I don't think it can be because of that because you you have, you have the line switches and stuff. And uh, so I I appreciated that. I can appreciate that on TV. Whereas with football, I have no idea when you're gonna hit first down. So I'm like on TV, oh yeah, that's first down. Clearly, obviously, ref. You know, make the call. You know, it's funny with with hockey. My the most exciting part to hockey for me is guess, guess what? Uh, fights. Yes. Love so that watching. doesn't happen as much anymore, right? Love. I used to. That was the one thing I loved watching when I went to Kings games is the fights. So mm-hmm. you know, I obviously found my avenue with MMA, but uh, and like I said, I I didn't have a background in hockey, so I, I didn't really know what was going on. But I think uh. Hockey and bo- and I'm am, am I wrong if I said both of you guys played soccer growing up? I played I, soccer. I did not play soccer. I think Mark played basketball growing up, right? I played basketball and baseball. Yeah. Okay. I, for some reason, I thought both of you guys played soccer, and for me, I don't feel I, I or I don't feel I feel like hockey and soccer kind of run in the same vein. You know, there's a goal. That's usually, that's probably the the most common thing, but like you know, it's around the same amount of players on the field at the goal at the same time, and I, I'm guessing the strategy is somewhat the same. Like, uh, um, the strategy is kind of the same with uh, um, with hockey and soccer. Yeah, hockey and soccer, like advancing the ball and advancing the puck and mm-hmm. getting those two on ones and getting the one on ones. So you know, um, I think. Because I never played soccer growing up, so I always figured the soccer and hockey fans kind of had could at least identify a lot of the strategies and the you know the little things. So, yeah, I think the ways that they're they're the same is is yes that it seems a bit um, that you have certain positions that are defensive, certain that are offensive, but there's no real set you know, set positions for them. They can kind of float around wherever they want. You can have a defensive guy move, advance to go shoot and all that stuff. Or you can have people on, up, up on the front line, like help out for defense. I think the main distinction for me, um, and Mark, you can tell me if you agree or, or not, and then I think maybe we can wrap at this point. But like, uh, I would say 
uh, hockey uh, for soccer there's there's much more of a sense of the spacing element so being able to anticipate and and and, and almost like chess like you can set up something two or three moves ahead with a couple key passes um, to, and so it'll look like kind of random and then all of a sudden it's like oh three 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 passes happen in perfect placement and then like the guy just shoots a, a goal and it's miraculous hockey seems much more like frantic um, almost like random <laughs> although that's not a really good word to use with with you know any any sort of game but there's definitely like a franticness element of it and so it just seems like uh, hockey is a game of like just know that you're gonna get opportunities and are you aware and ready for when those opportunities come and whoever capitalizes on on the the sheer volume like capitalizing on the sheer volume of opportunities that comes is going to be the winner versus uh, I don't think with soccer you can necessarily like brute force as much of it like you can't just take massive shots on 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 goal and then hope for like deflections to come to another player that score I don't think you can do that as much with soccer that's kind of my my layman's takeaway between the two sports what's your, what's your take mark I mean uh, hockey is definitely I think uh, I wouldn't call it frantic maybe just more high pace fast pace I mean mm -hmm. uh, frantic I think implies that there's a lot more uh, just a lot more randomness involved yeah um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, it's also uh, it's also it has to be faster pace just because it's on a smaller field and a smaller goal it's um, on ice yeah it's on <laughs> ice so um, but I, I mean I, I think the strategies are still similar you could still you still could set things up and, and have that anticipation um, uh, especially like if you've ever watched if you ever had a chance to watch Gretzky in his heyday, um, he was he was pretty good at, at at setting up and anticipating and making the right kind of passes, especially when he went behind the opponent's goal. Uh, I mean, you watch him in action; uh, it's very much very much the same. So, I mean, it's similar. I just think it's mm -hmm. it's you know it's it's really just um, yeah, it's really just that smaller field and and being on ice requires a little bit more brute strength uh to stay up for one and for two to like make sure you're not falling over when you're getting bumped into mm -hmm. um and people want to fight more in hockey i don't see a lot of fights in soccer yeah they they i mean they have the, well they have good acting in soccer so that's <laughs> usually what they prefer over the fighting um but they're like soccer players. They're not fighters. They're they're lovers. No, they're soccer players. I don't know what they are, but yeah. So, um, I think on on that note, let's uh, let's call it. I'm really glad that you're back, Mark. And uh, yeah, for the period of time where there might have been a noticeable lack of me in there, I'll go ahead and Photoshop myself in after the show somehow. Well, and, let me uh, hold on before before we be, before we wrap. Can okay. we get your Mount Rushmore? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. So just wrapping up my Mount Rushmore, um, I mentioned already Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon being a overlap with Paul, um, and then Bloodsport being my campy pick, and then um, and then Rumble in the Bronx was my Jackie Ooh. Chan pick. Yeah. Um, it was just, like, way bad in terms of, like, this is, like, so bad it's good territory in terms of the movie it's in itself. 
which I was like, oh man, the reason I'm still watching is because this guy is amazing as a stunt coordinator. Um, I always thought of uh, Jackie Chan as more like coordinated falling <laughs> in terms of uh, some of the things that he does. Like he has a really good like uh oh face, uh, you know, like he's about to trip or fall or something. He's like oh, and then he just kind of miraculously lands in the perfect spot to either get away from or kind of like accidentally hit his adversaries, you know. Um, kind of that that comic almost like comedic style that you were mentioning paul um and then my last one which is like number four is always hard and it always makes me kind of cringe almost um but i picked under siege because it's the one that like i just remember the most uh in terms of just like where i was in in my life and it was like go ahead i i had that was actually one of my snubs yeah we had a discussion about steven seagal and uh yeah matt damon Damon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Damon. I'm gonna have to listen to my own show just to figure this one yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Paul, yeah. do you want to give do you want to give Pip your rundown? Um, I had. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if you had. Um, uh, well, no, you just told me your list. I had, uh, Crouching Tiger, um, Drunken Master Two, mm-hmm. Kung Fu Hustle, and Forbidden Kingdom. Yeah, Kung Fu Hustle and uh, Shaolin Soccer, right? Like for me, that was kind of a. Uh, uh, the overlap with the co- comedic style. So I was like, I felt like Rumble in the Bronx already covered covered that base. But I d- definitely respect uh, Stephen Chow's work. And then the what was the last one? Forbidden Kingdom. Yeah, I don't think I've actually the, ever heard of that one. That's so. the one with Jackie Chan and Jet Li in the same movie. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And so um, Jackie, the Jackie Chan kind of plays drunken master kind of guy, and then um, Jet Li plays more of like a monk. So it's like they're they're pretty much their prototypical roles for all their movies, right? And it, it's 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 nice. It was really funny to see them at the same time and fighting too. That was uh, yeah really enjoyable to. Well, I shouldn't say fighting, but yeah, I got you. Clash yeah. of the Titan style, right? Yeah, like, like who two would legends. win in a fight? Who would win in a fight between this and this? And then like the mo- in that movie, you got some sense of being able to find out perhaps one yeah. potential scenario. Nice. Yep, I like it. Solid list. I don't know about the Forbidden Kingdom one, but I'll go ahead and check it out. Yep. Yeah, if you have Netflix, man, I, I would definitely recommend uh, checking that out. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Mark? Uh, so we had, uh, I had Wing Chun, uh, Drunken Master 2, like uh, Paul. Um, mm. And then I threw in their Kill Bill, sort of along the lines of Crouchy oh, Tiger, wow. with uh, Kill Bill yeah. 1 specifically uh, for cinematography yeah, sure. and, and the, the weapon sequences and fighting mm-hmm. sequences. Mm-hmm. And uh, nice. And uh, last but not least, the last dragon, uh, which we kind of <laughs> debated on whether, since it was since Bruce Lee makes an appearance, sort of, in uh-huh. a sense, and then the main character's name was Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy, right? What was a nod? So that that could have been in the in the like the there's a ton of Bruce Lee knockoff movies, right? Sure. So it would it, it could have been under the follow those. All right, cool. And then some of your snubs. Snubs, uh, the transporter, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking about that one too. I wasn't sure if that was a martial arts movie or an action flick. Sure, with and then uh, a notable that we talk, that I, I kind of mentioned to Paul, uh, Man of Tai Chi, which is actually uh, styled in the old Hong Kong style, but uh, has Keanu Reeves. I was going to say, is that Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Yes, yes, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> okay. And uh, I think <laughs> one that we that we that I, I wanted as an honorable mention was Ip Man, which I thought was fantastic. Oh, yes. Yeah, that one did not make it for me, but was on my list. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't even call it a snub. Like that's you know, honorable mention. Defin- 
Yeah, honor, definitely honorable mention. How many yeah. times does he punch that guy? That's all I got to ask. You know who I'm talking about, right? Like oh, when man. Donnie Chen does that, like, rapid fire, just... Da, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, like, he's punching Probably him like on the way times, down. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That's, yeah, it's kind of like watching that sequence is kind of like watching uh, Beyonce's music video, um, Crazy in Love, and counting, I think it was 17 times that ass bounces up and down. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you're, you're saying, like, like uh, that Donnie Yen is, like, getting his torque on like proverbial torque on with the uh with the punching or something yeah like you'd have to watch it over and over again to like count what do you see how many times is that how many times is that yeah you know kind of like how many times i you know not to say that I, i've i've had to watch that beyonce video over and over again <laughs> 17's a good but guess i like yeah, that. i would guess i would guess seven now you're gonna have to make me do research uh, great well, make sure you add uh, anaconda that for, science. for science for science exactly nice so I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a couple movies uh, that are we we don't want to end huh <laughs> so uh, maybe I'll just end it never mind <laughs> I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say one thing and then I will stop talking um, District Thirteen yeah I'm kind of bamboozled yeah yeah so I'll I'll just throw that in and then you'll just be like what the hell were you doing Christian yeah so all right cool well. Um, You've been listening to the 8-Bit Warriors on Totally Unprepared. See how I did that? This is Christian. Nice, right, Mark. And this is uh, permanent guest Paul. <laughs> Until next time.